Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Stephen Petrie, and I'm here with my two very good friends, Josh Lewis and Ryan Conlin. What's up? And uh, this week, we are going to talk about um, dealing with anxiety. So when, when your kids are struggling with anxiety, how can you shepherd? How can you love? How can you care for them in a way that um, benefits them, points them to Jesus, and ultimately build your relationship with them stronger to have more opportunities um, to influence their life. So anxiety right now, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big thing. I feel like more and more students, more and more adults, more and more people yeah. are becoming anxious. And it's, it's in a lot of ways plaguing a lot of society and how people uh, wrestle and deal with different worries, concerns, either from past decisions they've made, present uh, circumstances they're going through, or this fear of what's coming next. Yeah. How is my life going to turn out? Yeah. And, uh, I think as a, as a student right now, there's plenty of things to be anxious about, you know, like in, in the world there, there's all sorts of confusion. You're hearing different perspectives on different things. You're trying to figure out who you are, where you fit in, what are you good at? How are you going to, um, feel loved, like accepted? You've made mistakes probably that people don't know about. Like yeah. there's all these things building up in a student's life that you may not even know about as a parent that they're going through that causes anxiety. Some is founded like a genuine concern. Some is just complete, just lies in and nonsense yep. in your head. And as a parent, I think um, it's difficult to see your kids struggling with anxiety. You often don't know what to do or how to how to wrestle and work through it. And we want to try to just provide some some simple concepts that you can try to apply to your specific circumstances to draw your kid um, draw your kid out. So um, let's talk about it. Yeah. How um, would you guys go about one, starting a conversation with your student to even get to a point where we can kind of like begin to work through the, uh, the mess that is mm-hmm. an anxious mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think, um, there's, there's a couple like just softball questions you can ask, um, you know, just like, Hey, how, what was the best part about today? What was the hardest part about today? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or what was something good about today? And it's it's very telling if they can't think of anything good. Um, but if they, because if they can't think of anything good, then it's like, oh, really? Like nothing, nothing happened. Okay, that then you can start like poking at that a little bit. The hardest thing it'd be interesting to see what they say with that too, because you can also just kind of like, okay, you're, you're saying this, but I don't think that's actually like mm-hmm. the hardest part was I didn't get, uh, I didn't get to sit next to so-and-so at school or I don't know, yeah. what, whatever, something super like, really? That was the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would say like, yeah. Asking those like follow-up questions once a student gives an answer right. is like crucial. Like I've, yes. I've like, most of the time when you ask a student a hard question, the first answer they give you probably isn't the actual true answer yes. or like the more in-depth answer. And normally it's like, hmm, really? That, yeah. like, that was, that's what you're struggling with right now. Okay. Right. Yeah, sure. Are you sure? Like, and sometimes like you'll see that a kid, like at least in the conversations I've had, the next time you ask is like, well, I don't know. Sometimes and it's like, okay, so like now we're going to get to the heart. Um, being good at the follow-up. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think follow-up. it's going beyond just saying what's causing you to be anxious. It's asking why mm. is that's why huge. is the what 
Am I saying that yep. right? Yep. The why behind what is causing you to be anxious yeah. right. really unlocks the heart of what's going on internally. Yeah. So yeah. I'm anxious about school. Okay. Wow. Well, why? Yeah. Well, I want to not disappoint you as my sure. parents. Well, I want to get into college because I don't want to be, yeah. you know, th- those sorts of, that's where you really start to dig and unearth what, what's going on mm-hmm. beneath the surface and, and help students to identify yes. why it is, not just the what, but why they're anxious. Yeah, right. and, I, and that's what I would say. Like, the, one of the main struggles with anxiety is that it's hard to understand what's even going on in your head. Like, yep. yeah. when, when you can be anxious or when you see a student anxious, and I've fe- felt this in my own life, it becomes this, like, just you just feel anxious. And, yep. like, you're not even really thinking things or there's a lot of things that you're thinking. In a lot of ways, like, it's like a big just storm cloud of just, like, weight. Yeah. And helping your kid begin to peel back the pieces of what are they actually anxious about or why are they actually anxious, one, begins to help them heal and begins to help Mm -hmm. them think through it, but also now gives you as a parent some more pointed targets of like, here's what I need to like say to my kid or here's where I need to connect. And in some ways it allows those pieces to become more manageable and anxiety at first glance becomes, seems very unmanageable or very um, hard to deal with. So once like, Ryan said, you begin to kind of see some of the whys of what's actually going on in their heart just through conversation. What are, we just want to like share with you guys a few things that you can remind your kid of, um, in order to, to help them, um, see what's true, what's real, and ultimately points them to how good their God is. So what are some things that we could remind them of as a parent to your kid, as you begin to deal with these, like, Wise. Yeah. One of the things I have um, written down is where is God in your situation? So a lot of times in uh, whenever I have been or whenever I have talked to somebody, um, God is either absent from the equation, mm-hmm. like that they don't really see where God is um, or his promises, or they actually think he's less than he is Mm. and so he's he's not actually as powerful he's like if you ask can god help you in this situation is he more powerful than whatever like they'll say yes but like in the moment part of what is causing them anxiety is that they're not remembering those specific things so just one question is where where is god in this and helping talk them through okay well is he are you afraid he's not going to provide? Are you afraid mm-hmm. that um, he's not good? He's not all wise? You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. I think what you're kind of hitting on is understanding the character of God yeah. and like the promises of God yes. are crucial to begin fighting against um, the untrue things or the doubts about God that your kid is wrestling with or dealing with, um, which is why them understanding their identity and you reminding them of their identity. Um, as someone who was created in the image of God, as, as someone that um, the Lord loves, as someone that God was willing to to come to earth and die for, to make um, an enemy a friend. Like, if they're a believer, as someone who's a child of God, has an eternal yeah. inheritance ahead of them. If they're not a believer, someone that the Lord is, like, seeking after and desiring to save and, and is um, will go to any cost to do that. Um, so I would say reminding them of their identity either one as your child and someone that yep. you love and you are proud of and you care for. Um, but then also even way more importantly, their identity as someone that was created by God. And from there you can talk about how that then applied. Like the fact that they're created by God has a lot of value, has a lot mm-hmm. of worth. Um, yeah. 
I would say too, I like the identity. I also think the destination. So mm. the the yes. illustration I'll steal from my friend is the road trip illustration. My my road trip between my house and the dentist and my house in Paris. Mm. My experience on that trip, vastly different. <laughs> yeah. When I go to the dentist, I'm anxious about the cavities I'm going to have, the you know the pain I'm going to be in. Mm -hmm. But when I went on my flight, on my vacation, on a 747 one-way ticket to Paris, bliss. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. Why? Because the, de the destination was infinitely better than the dentist. Yes. Yeah. And so in the same way, like in life today, if I know that my end point is yeah. eternity with God, yeah. like that's where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. Not that my trip, you know, to my vacation wasn't without its bumps, like having to go through security line, all that. But man, I could get through that because the destination is so good. Yes. And so I had a blast right. traveling with that destination in mind. If I'm unsure of where I'm headed in life and I'm not sure how that's going to go and it's all like that is really the source of anxiety yeah. mm -hmm. and it's harder to make it through. So I think having a clear picture for your students of where they're headed eternally mm -hmm. is so helpful. Yeah, I would say like one of the, the lies of anxiety is it keeps you just so focused on like the present yeah. or like the unknowns of the future the unknowns, yeah. and keeps out the knowns of the future, right. which is that you have a creator who loves you, who died for you, has an eternal inheritance for you if you're yeah. in Christ Jesus, who is working things for your good. Right. And we forget those things and we become focused on like, yeah, but how am I gonna get a job? Or yeah, but this guy doesn't like me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, and the things that they seem so big until you frame them up against who God really is and what he has for you. The same, similar illustration is, my dad would share this a lot. There was a time when the Steelers were in the AFC championship game and he told no one to like tell him how it ends. Like he wanted to go home and watch it. And a guy came up to him at dinner after like church was like, dude, Steelers won, man. Congrats. And my dad was like, Oh my gosh. Like, why would you tell me that? <laughs> but he had recorded the game and he went home and he sat on the couch and just like complete peace, contentment, watched the game. Steelers went down a bunch of points and he just was like, Oh, well, It'd be interesting to see how we come back from this. Like, I know that we win. Because we come back. And, yeah. like, and he's he's told that a lot. It's just, like, when oh, you know, like, how the game ends, yep. the same game happened. Uh, the same ups and downs happened. The Steelers went down a couple touchdowns, interceptions, fumbles. But it's, like, it was more so interesting to my dad to see, like, how does this all resolve? Right. Um, versus, like, dealing with the, like, pressures in the midst of it. And it was all because, one – he trusted the word of his friend that said they won. Yeah. And like the point is, there's two points is one, when you know how it ends, like the game becomes a lot more yep. stress-free and relieving and peaceful. So you may have to remind your kid like how the game ends, you know, yeah. but also how much do you trust the person who tells you how it ends? Like right. how much do you trust God's word that yes. tells you how this ends? Can you trust God's word that tells you how this ends? Um, if the person telling you how it ends isn't trustworthy, then you're going to have more doubts. And when they're family, like, really? I know he said that, but is it actually true? Like, it doesn't look good right now. So, like, reminding the authority of Scripture, reminding the truth and promises that we have, and then frame that up with how the game ends helps relieve a lot of anxiety. Who yeah. gave you that illustration? My dad. Yeah. Oh, an elder. That. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ryan like Petrie. the greatest illustration. <laughs> it so resonates with being, of course. <laughs> That's a, awesome. An elder. At, yeah, that. Man, yeah, my I dad, love Ryan Petrie, I forgot that. Yeah, gosh, so good.
Yeah, that and I, I think a lot of times too, you know, the what causes anxiety a lot of times is we're afraid of losing something or mm-hmm. some or we're we are afraid of something happening. So when when we can identify those things and even say like, is that actually what I want? Mm. And what does happen if I lose that? Yeah. In light of who I am in Jesus, if or what I can have in Jesus, yeah. um, if your if your student isn't a believer, like th- those sorts of things are huge. There's this quote from Ed Welch that says, "Your anxiety reminds you that you need Him, God. So anxiety is not as bad as you think." So it's not necessarily that anxiety is always a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a indica- it's a check engine light on mm. your dashboard of like, oh, I'm anxious. Okay, hold on. I need to figure out what it is I'm afraid of and take it to Jesus. Like yeah. that's that's huge. Yeah, so I'd say, yeah, remind them of their identity in Christ. Yep. Remind them of how the story ends. Remind them of the yep. prize at the end. Remind them that they can trust the person who tells them how yes. it ends. Um, a couple other things I have is remind them that they aren't God. And in huge. which case, like, that's helpful for me to think through. And I've had to think through that recently. It's like, I'm not strong enough to carry yeah. the weight and understanding of how all of these pieces in my life or in the lives of those around me are going to fit into the masterpiece that God is creating. Yes. My brain cannot comprehend barely how my life works, let alone how seven some billion people in the world work along with nature that probably will have its own effects into that story. So it's like, you have to remind your kid like, Hey, like you are trying to concern yourself with the things of God right now. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, here's this one piece in your life, this moment that you're in, be faithful in this moment. What would God have you do in this moment? In light of all these things you're concerned yeah. about, what is the next step for you? Like, what does faithfulness look like today? Yeah. Don't worry about the steps that are way ahead of you because you're not there yet. Right. And, and it's easy to say it's harder to do, but just their simple reminder of like, hey, hey, bro, like, you're not God. You're trying to be him right now. Like, you can't figure these things out. And all it's going to do is weigh you down, make you struggle, make you concerned, feared, afraid, in which case you're going to miss out on the life that God has for you in this yeah, moment. So. Yeah, that's huge. I I mean, yeah. Matthew 6. Like go through Matthew 6 with your student cuz that and that's What is exact. Matthew 6? Matthew 6 is the Lord's prayer uh, and then you. it ends with I knew that. I was just asking for you guys. Yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> uh but then it ends with therefore do not worry about mm. tomorrow because tomorrow will have worry about itself. Each day has its own trouble. Um you, and, and even verse 33 right before that, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, you, you have to keep taking it back to Jesus. And even, I would even say like, one of the notes I had was like taking like specific steps mm-hmm. to change your input. So if you're, if, if being anxious is a result of believing lies, how do you tell yourself more truth mm-hmm. and maybe cut off things are, that are telling you lies? Like, I mean, whether it's uh, social media or what, TV, whatever it is, like if, if those things are being a hindrance, like the, honest, honestly, the other day I was like, I was starting to get like pretty anxious and pretty like, I wouldn't say depressed is like a wrong, an extreme word for it, but I was like very down. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I was on Instagram, like, a lot that day. Hmm. 
And I just like deleted it off my phone that for the rest of that day because I'm like, I just can't handle that. Mm-hmm. And th- it just felt like something was lifted off of me. And so, and I instead replaced it with, I mean, music really helps me. So I listened to some really helpful worship music and yeah. some great hip hop and like um, just changing those inputs to remind me of truth was like so uplifting for yeah. me. There was a time like several months ago that I felt very anxious and like alone in a lot of ways. And what I would do is I just kept repeating, as for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. Somewhere mm, in Psalms. Yes. Don't know where it is. Yes. Maybe it's Proverbs. I don't know. It's a verse somewhere. Look it up. <laughs> as for me, I'm poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. I was yes. like, okay, just keep reminding myself like you feel alone right now, but scripture tells you that you're not. Yes. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Well, he's proven it to be true. So ask yes. me, I'm pouring you, but the Lord, and I just said it over and over and over again until I fell asleep. And like that was like one way where I changed my inputs, or I I gave myself something to meditate on other than all the things that I was worried about, and that was big for me. Psalm forty seventeen. Psalm forty seventeen. Memorize it. <laughs> um, the last thing I'd say and I'd like to talk about is remind them of the Father's voice. One mm. of the big things with anxiety is there's so many voices in your head and you can't distinguish what's yours, what's like the enemies, is this God? Like yeah. all these different things um, that become this clouded mess. So how can you identify the like fleshly thoughts or like the enemy's thoughts or temptations or doubts that like, um, that's not God speaking to you. Like God's not telling you. Like sometimes people be like, there's so much shame and guilt because of a sin they, they made or something like that. And they feel like, that's God telling them that they, they're terrible, they're right. bad, they're right. screw up. Right. So like, how do you identify, what are like some of the distinguishing factors between God and how he would speak to you and the enemy? And then when you can then identify like, hey, that's not God, like that can help you then have some relief. I One of the things, so I, I've struggled with this on and off. And um, actually I like talked with Pastor Brian about it before. And one of the things, as I was telling him some of the things I was struggling with, one of the things I said, which actually seemed very true, but it was an like an accusing thought, like maybe I should just get out of the way in this situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just shouldn't, whatever. And he's like, that he just looked at me. He's like, that doesn't sound like the father's voice because it was accusing me. Like any any thought that will accuse you, that is clearly from Satan. Like there there are right and wrong things that the Lord says, but like if it's an accusing thought, that How is How would you not... distinguish accusing from conviction? What do you mean by that? Uh, so with conviction, there's always hope. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, there's again, there's a difference between saying, "Hey, this this is right" or "This is wrong," and there's almost like a tone that comes with it. Um, uh, but accusing is like you're terrible, or you're not like you're not living up to whatever. Um, conviction will always point you to Jesus. Like yeah. there. The whole point of conviction is to point you to Jesus. The the accusing will always just push you down, yeah. m- honestly, even more towards yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, you're right. It, it, uh, the, I think what you're saying is the, the accusations turn you away from God, whereas right. convictions help us to repent and turn yes. towards him. And Yes. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah. I'll say the, the few things I had written down with this was that, you know, the enemy or your flesh, sin, that voice is crushing. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Whenever you just feel like, oh, my right. gosh, like I'm overwhelmed with all these things going on or all the things I've done, like crushing, overwhelming, makes you feel pathetic. Yeah. Um, it's often, I think Brad, Brad told me this, it's often like multiple things at the same time where like it feels mm. like all of your sin from your past yes. is just being brought up. Yeah. Like, all at one time and you like can't yes. even weed through it. The voice of the Lord is, it can be convicting, but like you said, it's hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this idea that yes, this is convicting, but you're not alone. Like I'm right. still with you. I'm still going to carry your burdens with you. It's this idea of a shepherd who's, I'm going to lead you mm-hmm. out of this. Like, Hey, yeah, you're going the wrong way, but I love you. I'm for you. Follow me. Like yes. there, there's a, there's a destination, a, a way out. Yes. Um, and, and Brad said, like, it's normally, like, a single thing. Like, the Lord brings something to your mind. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's an area you need to grow. Right. Because God understands he's a good dad. It's like, you can't change 50 things about your life, like, right. all at once. Like, he's not going to overwhelm you with that yes. pressure. It's like, he believes in sanctification. Sanctification is a long process. Yes. He's not going to sanctify, like, change you just everything today. He's going to help you work through and grow through things. So, it's huge. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think if you... I think that's great. I think ultimately, if you want to know what is, what is the Father's voice, it's Scripture. Yes, you go to Scripture. That's 100%. your anchor. It's what you compare everything to. Mm-hmm. Even one of my verses, what you talked about, Stephen, like memorizing mm-hmm. scriptures that really communicate something true about who God is and who you are and your your Because then I knew that's the Father's voice. You're right. Saying it over you, and over again. Yep, totally. So one of my verse, Psalm ninety four nineteen. When the cares of my heart are many. Mm. Mm. which is the, the definition of anxiety. Yes. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Mm. So your consolations being your encouragements. What? Where can you find the encouragements of God? Scripture. Yes. You're John 1. You're a son of, you're a child of God. Right. You're redeemed. You're, there's no condemnation, Romans yes. 8. Like you can go on and on and on. So I really think something you hit on, I, uh, one thing that's that helps me with the cares of my heart is, memorizing scripture and having those verses playing in my head and right. really slowing down and allowing the word of God to transform my heart and to help me see what my identity is and where my destination is and who I am. That yeah. really just consoles my heart yeah. and lifts me up. And I would say as a parent, you don't have to necessarily just go to your kid and like force them to memorize scripture. But also, you should have some scripture ready to then encourage your student with or your kid with. You know, like, these are things that, hey, do you have scriptures that you have ready to, like, encourage your soul with, but also encourage your kid's soul with? Like, that's an amazing one that when they come and talk to you, be like, hey, you know, like, the Lord says in Psalm, like, this, this, and this. And it's like, that is true. You're now directly speaking the words of God to your kid, the words that Mm. are sharp enough to cut through any heart and a double-edged sword, like all these things is like, they're going to get to the root way better. And the spirit's going to use his words way better than any little clever idea that you can come up with. Yeah. I, I, so I don't know if you guys have seen the TV show, the chosen, but, um, is so good, but there, there's a, at the very beginning, there is, uh, this scene where, um, uh, a, a, a dad is talking with his little girl and she, she's, she's worried and he's like, so are we going to say the word? Let's say the words. Mm. And whose words are they? 
they're Adonai's words. Like, and like every time he says that, and then he starts quoting uh, Isaiah 43, um, where it talks about this is uh, he who created you, who formed you, do not be, do not fear. I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. Mm. Like every time, like I'm even like tearing up thinking about it. Like I get chills every time I hear that because like you're saying, these are our father's words mm -hmm. and he wrote them down so we don't forget. So anyways, yeah. I love it. I think we got some resources we want to give any things we want to point yeah, just real close quick. this out. Josh. Yeah. So there is well. uh, there's a specific book, a little booklet I love by Edward Welch called a student's guide to anxiety it has a lot of the things we just talked about um, and some specific questions. Um, I think we even have this in the resource center. So it's really great. We'll link to it in the show notes um, and maybe a couple other things. We, I know another resource that's been helpful for me is the topical memory system. Right. It's a mm -hmm. really good scripture memory tool. Yep. And they've got verses, and I think maybe even a whole section on anxiety. Yep. So mm -hmm. it can help you memorize some scripture that speaks to that issue. We also have that for sale um, in the resource center. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. We love you. We're thankful for you. Peace. See ya. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Couch Time Podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment and leave us an honest five-star rating. Let us know what you thought about the podcast and let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover. You can comment below or email us at podcast at graceky.org.